Welcome and good evening, everyone. Welcome to Loudmouth Radio Network. Tonight is another awesome night in the metropolitan area of Atlanta, Georgia. Tonight's show, The Universal Mind with Roderick Watkins, is broadcasting live via Internet on blogtalkradio.com slash loudmouthradio. We're hoping everyone is having a fantastic Monday evening. It's been a little warm, a little rainy, but we're all here in good health, and we're excited to be on air with you tonight. Tonight's broadcast, we're asking all our listeners to make sure that you tune in on our topic. And if you like to brought, if you actually like to participate in this broadcast, feel free to contact us at 347-826-7520. That is our studio line, and we're going to be excited about tonight's topic on motivational speaking with your host tonight, Mr. Roger Watkins. We also want to remind you that you can actually tweet with us online at loudmouth, L-O-U-D-D-M-O-U-T-H. And if you like, you can actually make your remarks and use the hashtag mark, the universal mind, as you're leaving your comments. If you're on Facebook and you're listening in, we want to welcome you as well to Loudmouth Radio. Feel free to connect with us on Facebook at Loudmouth Online. So if you put that in your browser window, it will take you to our page where you can actually post share reviews, make statements, we'll read them, we'll interact, we'll talk about them, and make sure that the world can actually hear and see what you have to say. If you want to follow us as we're broadcasting each week, we want to welcome you to loudmouthradio.com each and every week, Monday through Thursday, we're broadcasting live with the best topics that's hopefully empowering, inspiring, and entertaining you. This show is actually featured and sponsored by our media partners, in the metro Atlanta area, we have Digimo Printing of Stockbridge, Georgia, which is offering small businesses the opportunity to connect with them and have some awesome digital design and print work done. Contact them at 770-506-2996. As well as if you actually have a vehicle and needs a repair, if it's domestic or foreign, Fletcher Auto and Sons. Fletcher and Sons Auto Repair 2 of Jonesboro, Georgia, will be able to take care of those specific needs. You can contact them at 770-471-0116. And you also can view their video online on our Internet TV network, loudmouthtv.com. Make sure you put the two Ds in loudmouth whenever you're doing your search. And now we'd like to bring our host for the evening, Mr. Roderick Watkins. Hi, Sonny. Good evening, everybody. I need to get that uh, number for Fletcher's from you, Sonny. If they're if they sponsoring us now, you know my car needs some work. Anyway, welcome everybody. The universe. This is the Universal Mind with Roderick Watkins. Uh, thank you for joining us this evening. We had a brief uh, break last uh, week for the holiday, uh, but that show uh, with uh, DJ uh, Mr. Wilson, Casey Wilson, will be doing that roundtable show uh, later on in the month. So look out for that and thank. Thank you, Mr. Wilson, for being uh, supportive and understanding. And we look forward to having that brother on as we discuss a variety of topics that day. Today, I am pleased to, uh, well, first, let me start off with a quote. And the quote goes, a positive attitude causes a chain reaction of positive thoughts, events, and outcomes. It is a catalyst and it sparks extraordinary results. And I, I just, you know, we hear you hear this all the time 
in regards to thinking positive, thinking positive. And I, I, I know I discuss this on almost every show I do, is that our thoughts impact our perspective on how we see the world around us. And if we do not teach ourselves or train ourselves how to see positive, then what are you going to see? You're only going to see those negative things. So when the good does appear to you in your life, you will not be able to recognize it because you're always looking for the negative. And this isn't. This was something I was living. So I, I, I believe in this wholeheartedly. When I was younger, one of the things that I was naturally gifted at was listening to people, as well as being able to articulate certain perspectives or views. But to me, that was not a method of, or that was not, I did not consider that a tool to be able to utilize or or to make money from. One, because I didn't have any models for it. Uh, My mom, uh, who, a very good mother, but overwhelmed, raising, raising three boys, uh, she probably wasn't able to uh, notice that that particular talent or, you know, right off the back when I was younger. And so for a long time, I ended up doing other pursuits before I came back to what was natural to me, which is this, which is speaking. And this is what we're going to talk about tonight uh, is recognizing those positive things within yourself and 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 being able to utilize those things to manifest the life of your choosing. And I, I think that's what motivational speaking does. Motivational motivational speakers, they help inspire us. They 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 help provide new trains of thoughts or ideals. And it's something that I'm very passionate about if if any uh, of my friends are listening, and I'm sure they are, uh, they know that I've been working at this for some time now. And so I just, uh, just to be able to recognize this and do this now and feel feel like I'm, I'm, I'm marching down my path and being aligned, anybody who's listening who wants to get started on that path, hopefully you will be able to take some knowledge or some information from this particular show in regards to uh, motivational speaking, and, and or and not just if you want to be a motivational speaker, but uh, for any aspect of your life that you want to do, which is really what this show is about. This show is is just I want you to be able to have a toolbox of various tools. Uh, many times during during our development or as we grow we fall on certain behaviors that we've learned in our past, and we only utilize those tools in order to uh, try to make the life that we want to make. And sometimes you, you need a whole set of tools. And hopefully, or I know that's my intent for the show. Hopefully, that's what you're getting from the show as well. So not to hold up the show any longer, let me talk about tonight's guest. This is a great brother. I met out here in Atlanta. He is a motivational speaker. Uh, His name is Eric Johnson. Eric Jackson. 
And so ARC has been, for the last eight years, inspiring and motivating uh, people. His mission is what he quotes, calls, tie, teach, inspire, and encourage all those who hear him and to take the challenge of helping others pursue their goals and dreams. And, and this brother it definitely does that. Uh, when I first met him, he immediately wanted to get together. He found out that I wasn't speaking, and uh, he immediately wanted to get together, have a knowledge transfer. And mind you, he'd been in the business a little bit longer than I had, so he was doing more. Of the, he, he was transferring more of the knowledge. But he says uh, he began his passion with poetry, um, designed to uplift the spirit, and has turned it into a pursuit of affecting attitudes and changing conventional thought. He's charismatic and a generally heartfelt uh, facilitator. Art knows that his passion and desire has his, uh, for his audience allows him to connect with them uh, while he is speaking. And, and I, I, I can definitely attest to that as well. I mean, this brother gets you very excited. He, he gets excited. He, you can feel his energy. It just radiates from him. Um, after realizing how he affected his audience uh, with his poetry, um, he would share and, and begin to, he, 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 he to feel the tug of moving to the next level with his words. And uh, he was selected as best new speaker in 2000 by the Chicago chapter of the International Speech Organization, Toastmasters. Um, let's see, he's also uh, traveled extensively. He's written several books. Uh, one of them, Five Things uh, Your Guidance Counselor Doesn't Tell You. Um, and I think he's also, uh, he's, uh, let's see, the, uh, he's also written uh, the book for this summer, 2008, which he released called 51 Secrets of Being. Uh, becoming an extraordinary leader, and I think he's also uh, going to have a giveaway or something later. So we'll we'll talk about that as well. But let's not hold hold off anymore. Uh, Eric, are you there? Man, I am just. Uh, I I almost want, I, I I'm almost like man. I, I feel so honored. Uh, that uh, you gave me such a great introduction, man. I really appreciate that. I'm over here just smiling all big and everything, don't know what to do with myself, I'm walking around. You got me going already, man. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm glad to have you here. And forgive me for my audience, just want to let you know that it's Arik with an A. Yeah. Uh, pronounced like Arik, correct? Yeah, it's Arik. It was definitely a very creative moment between my mom and a Korean nurse. And I live to tell that wonderful story some 30-some-odd years later. So, yeah. Okay, and for our listeners, again, you can call in at 347-826-7520. And please feel free to ask any questions. Call in and, and join this discussion. It's going to be a great and lively discussion. You can also tweet us at loudmouth, L-O-U-D-D-M-O-U-T-H. Or you can go online to loudmouthradio.com and and listen to us over the internet and chat with us there. So, so our 
uh, you know, this this was sort of impromptu. I mean, we were talking about the synchronization of the universe because I had sent the mail out, but I, you know, I guess Mercury was in retrograde because we were having some technical difficulties. So I just want to <laughs> thank you again for coming on onto the show and 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 uh, talking about something that I think we're both particularly passionate about, which is motivational speaking. And I want to, can you tell the audience how you got started? Wow. Um, well, I, I'm just going to keep it short and sweet, you know, just uh, like uh, you mentioned earlier. You know, I started out uh, speaking uh, in poetry. So I was I was a poetry slammer. I loved poetry slam slamming. I loved to be able to speak like this and have the audience to snap their fingers. You know, it was just like a lot of fun, you know. <laughs> And uh, even before then, I was kind of like the ham in the family, like at my church. You know, um, I I grew up in a a musical family. My mom was like the minister of music at the church, so she was all about stage presence and everything. And, um, you know, growing up, like an Easter speech for me was just not a typical Easter speech. I was the kid who, you know, brought the props and pulled out stuff out of his pocket while he was speaking (laughs) and made the, the mother's board cry. You know, and uh, so, I mean, I've always kind of been a ham, you know, did high school plays and even uh, went to Columbia College in Chicago and loved it. Uh, But even then, I I didn't even know that I was going to take this turn. And it wasn't until I actually did a poetry uh, slam competition, which happened to be after a six-year relationship that just, you know, I wanted to be done with it after three years, but I kind of stuck with it for another three years because I didn't know what to do. Um, I'm quite sure some of the listening audience have uh, gone through a wonderful time like that or, you know, probably going through it right now, but I don't want to tell nobody. But, um, you know, <laughs> I um, – and by the way, is, is it okay if I just be goofy? I mean, you know I'm a big old goofball, so I'm six foot right. two full of, full of goofiness. So that's good. So I tell, that? Yeah, I let all my guests know be yourself. You uh that that's what the show is about. is is definitely about non non judgment. Um, and if you're going to learn from other people, you're going to have to sort of. I, I'm not saying that you don't have to scrutinize the information that you hear from any source, but I think that there's going to have to be some level of non judgment or just hearing the person as they are in order to truly understand them. So please feel free yeah. to be yourself. Okay, so I promise on this call, if I drop it like it's hot, I'll pick it up like it's warm. But uh, and, and we got our producer, Sonny, and she, she can do whatever editing she needs to do, but I, we're, we're pretty fr- uh, free-flowing here at, at the Outmouth Radio Network. Okay, got it. So I, 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 I'll keep it uh, PG-rated. I'll, I'll keep it PG-rated. But, uh, you know, I uh, did the Poetry Slam competition, and, you know, um, being in a relationship for six years, uh, about the third year into the relationship, you know, at the time, who I was with said, you know, well, why do you spend so much time writing poetry? And, you know, you could be spending that time with me and you, you know, you, you more interested in writing poetry than you are in spending with me. So, you know, me kind of being dumb and not really having some strong influences in my life to say, no matter what, just stick with your passion, stick with your dream. You know, I gave Mm. it up. And, you know, after the third year, I mean, the poetry dwindled, dwindled, dwindled. And literally got to a point in the relationship when I broke it off, I I, I, I wasn't hurt, 
by leaving the relationship, I was more hurt that at the end of that relationship, I had no clue who Arik was. And uh, at the time, you know, my best friend, you know, he approached me. He said, man, I know you're getting ready to come up, you know, with some, I'm, I can't wait to read your book of poetry because I know you just came up with some good stuff. And I was like, dude, you know, I haven't written poetry in about three years. And when I say he looked at me like I stole some money from him, you know, he, he said, are you serious you haven't written? I was like, dude, I have not written in three years. And, you know, he said, you know, to this day, you know, he said one of the most impactful things. He said, I don't care what happens, never lose your passion and never put away your passion for anybody or anything else. And uh, wow. that stuck with me, you know, and he kind of left it at that. And, um, you know, I uh, left it alone and got a phone call from him a few days later, and he called. He said, hey, what are you doing Saturday? And I was like, uh, you know, nothing much. Why? You want to hang out? He's like, yes, we're going to go to a poetry slam. And at that time, that's, you know, when poetry slamming started getting real hot, uh, you know, um, uh, Simmons, uh, I can't think of his name, um, he did that Russell poetry Simmons. jam and all. Yeah. Thank you, Russell Simmons. Uh, you know, that's when that show was very hot. He was like, you know, let's go. And I was like, oh. I'm looking forward to it. Let's go. What am I going to wear? I'm excited. And he says, oh, by the way, I entered you into the Poetry Slam. And I was like, wow. what, are you, what are you smoking? Are you serious? Dude, I haven't written in three years. He said, look, I paid $25. You better show up. And, uh, you know, again, <laughs> I won't say against my own will, but just kind of being resistant through the whole process, you know. Um, I showed up, and I ended up writing a piece called Celebrate. And I remember, you know, standing at the mic and Celebrate was a cathartic piece of saying, you know, accept who you are, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So I'm saying this, you know, I'm, I'm kind of giving my flow. And uh, I didn't even make the finals that day, but I mm. happened to go into the bathroom and someone followed me into the bathroom and, like, literally I was standing at the urinal and I felt someone standing behind me and I'm just like, can I just, Use the bathroom and pee, please. <laughs> That's all I want to do, you know. But hold it for a minute. You know, I just want to use the bathroom. And so in my head, I kind of, you know, figured out a way how I was going to dodge this person. And I turned mm-hmm. around, and he kind of blocked me off. And I'm like, hey, what's <laughs> up? And in the back of my mind, I'm like, this is the most awkward moment ever, you know. Right. Um, but I looked closer and as I'm looking at him, I see that his eyes are kind of puffy and his eyes are red and he has like this, he clears his throat and he has this tremble in his voice and he says, I, I just want to thank you. Um, you have no idea how much your poem meant to me. And I was like, wow, man, thank you so much. He said, no, 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 I really want you to hear what I'm about to say. Had I not heard your poem tonight, I don't know if I would have lived to see tomorrow. Mm. And it was in that moment when I realized the power of my words. Um, And, you know, I thought it was going to be through poetry slamming, you know. And, you know, I did several competitions after that. You know, I went on to become a finalist. But then it was something about, you know, working with teenagers and working with youth that really caught my attention. And one year I was invited to be a – a coach, a leadership coach for youth conference. And I remember the opening keynote speaker, he was so horrible. 
Like, literally, <laughs> my kids were falling asleep, and I've never wanted to jump over, like, five rows of chairs and, like, drop kick somebody in their throat just to have them to shut up because he was just that bad. You know, right. I mean, his, speech, his speech was like this, uh, um, in life, you have to make goals. I make goals. Do you make goals? <laughs> Point number two, and I was like, dude, are you freaking kidding me? Are you so serious, you know? And I just remember him being like this horrible, but the closing speaker, his name was Maui Askadom, and he's an Ethiopian refugee. He's actually been on Oprah and everything, and he was the closing speaker. And when I say he was the most amazing speaker that Mm -hmm. I had ever seen, and I was so moved, like I would say of a 45-minute speech, half about 30 of those minutes, I was crying because mm. it was at that moment when I realized, I said, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. That's what I'm supposed to be doing with my words. That's how I am supposed to be using my words. And then uh, the same conference, a year later, they opened up their stage to me. And, you know, here it is almost nine years later, um, and it has been the most amazing journey of impacting lives through speaking. That's a powerful story there. So, do you have any do you, do you have a sample of some poetry that you could give to oh the audience gosh, right you now? Know, I I oh, my poetry is up right now. Um, but I, I'll, I'll put it to you this way: because I give this challenge whenever I go speak at a school or speak at an event, I'll tell them to give me one word and I'll like spit off a quick piece of poetry. So, if you want to do that. You know, we we can roll. I, let me see if I still got the skill to make it happen. <laughs> All right, you go freestyle for us. Okay, y'all, we have for yeah. a treat. Okay, uh, inspiration. Okay. Um, or inspire. No, which one? It's up to you. In, in, inspire. Inspire. Uh, okay. Though last night my prayer was, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the world and the Lord to soul my keep. I woke up this morning with cold in my eyes and sweat on the foreheads. And, yes, I was simply tired, but there was something that got me up out of my bed to simply put my feet on the ground and to begin to inspire. It's something about inspiring another life to let them know that no matter what has happened today, no matter what has happened yesterday, and no matter what you think may happen tomorrow, being inspired can inspire your life to inspire others to inspire the world to become a better place. You see, when it comes to inspiring me to you and you to me, there's this beautiful thing that we call so lovely, the inspiration, the motivation, the dedication, and the determination to make someone better simply by the words that you speak or simply by the life that you live and sometimes simply by the air that you breathe. So my question to you is no matter what you lay down with tonight and who you wake up with tomorrow, my question is when you wake up with the cold in your eyes and the sweat on your forehead and though you may be feeling tired, will you take some time out of your life to simply inspire? (laughs) Good, yay. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Dude, I'm over here shaking. I'm like, oh my God, people are listening. I got to. <laughs> yeah, that you just expanding your brand. You just expanding your brand. That's all. <laughs> so now, well, are you? If you look listening, you know you can you know dial in and get the number. Now I'm just playing. <laughs> yeah, I, I, he follows me on Twitter, so I. I, I... <laughs> 
See, I hit don't play with my emotions <laughs> like that, man. Please don't play with my emotions <laughs> like that. So let me ask you, uh, I know I've been doing this, and I, I was I was out on the road for about a year or so, but now I'm back doing the nine to five. Is this something that you do full time or is this in your spare time? You know, it is full time. It's it's literally what puts food on the table and puts clothes on the back and you know, um it's it's definitely the thing that provides the lifestyle that I live right now. And uh I have to say, you know, it it, it took something. You know, my last day at my nine to five was January thirty first, two thousand twelve. And mm-hmm. so I've been doing this for a little bit over a year full time and um it's not for punks. Like, you know, people look at, you know, motivational or inspirational speakers and, you know, we're on stage and, you know, well, a lot of them will get on, you know, uh, some of them pretending that they're happy and everything is all right, you know, and I think right. one of the most challenging things uh, for me, but also the most impactful thing in my life has been, you know, okay, you know, times are tough right now. How am I going to get on and inspire hundreds of people? Like literally this time last year, and and I'm just going to keep it real. You know, I'm just going to keep it authentic. You know, this time last year, um, let's see, today is June 3rd. I would say two days from now, it'll be a year ago that I had gotten a knock at the door, and the groundskeeper, he handed me an envelope, and he said, you know what this is, man, don't you? And I said, I do know what it is. And Ooh, you know, Hold I that thought know. right there. All right, hold that thought. we got to take a quick commercial break, but we're going to keep the audience in suspense. They want to know what's in the envelope uh, <laughs> so that we can get a word to our sponsor. And I just want to remind everybody that you're listening to the Loudmouth Radio Network. This is the Universal Mind with Roderick Watkins. Your guest tonight is Arik Jackson, motivational speaker and author. And our sponsor tonight is Digimo Printing. Uh, Digimo Printing is offering Loudmouth Radio Network premier uh, is a Loudmouth Radio Network premier sponsor, and is offering our listeners at Loudmouth uh, one thousand flyers for eighty dollars uh, designed uh, and also a t- ten free eleven by seventeen posters. Also, there's 250 business cards for $25. Just call Digimo Digimo Printing at 770-506-2996. And that's 770-506-2996. I want to remind our listeners that they can call in and join the discussion at 347-826-750. Or you can... Tweet us at Loudmouth, that's L-O-U-D-D-M-O-U-T-H. And now back to our guest. Oh, there. It just got cued. Hold on. Here we go. Okay. Just go, just go.
If your vehicle sounding rough like this, you might want to contact Fletcher & Sons Auto 2 Repair in Jonesboro, Georgia, located at 7363 Terra Boulevard in Jonesboro, Georgia. Contact them today at 770-471-0116. They specialize in domestic and foreign automotive repair. So all our listeners that are actually small business owners, we want to extend an opportunity for you to become a media partner with the hottest Internet radio network in the entire U.S. of A. Contact us today at 706-363-3895. We have some fantastic, great possible opportunities for you to push your business out with our actual radio network at loudmouthradio.com. Follow us at loudmouth.com and contact us today for more information. And back to you, Rod. Thank you, Sonny. And thank you again, everybody. Welcome back to the Universal Mind with Roderick Watkins. My guest tonight is Arik Jackson, motivational speaker and author. You can call us and join the discussion at 347-826-7520 or join us online at loudmouthradio.com or tweet us at loudmouth, L-O-U-D-D-M-O-U-T-H. Eric, now, or Arik, now, Oh, actually, we just got a question from the audience. I guess uh, they want to know what led from the uh, what led you from poetry to motivational speaking. What led me from poetry to mo- motivational speaking was working with, you know, seeing an opportunity to work with youth. You know, I've always, you know, even when I was in high school, I was kind of known as like the Doctor Phil. Uh, mm-hmm. People knew if a break breakup happened in the school, they would come to my locker. Like, who broke up? Did they break up? You know, so I've always had an affinity uh, working with teenagers. And mm. as I, I thought that would change as I grew up, and it really didn't. So what mm. happened was I know, you know, I didn't let go of the poetry right away, um, but I also knew that in order to start having an impact working with the teens, you know, that I had something to give. I had some experiences. I had been through some stuff. I would seen some things that I wanted to let them know, look, you know, there is going to be 98% of the world out there telling you that you can't live your dream and you have to settle for what you have to settle for, but you can actually live it. So it was like, you know, seeing seeing an opportunity working with the Youth Leadership Conference, I just kind of jumped right on top of it. And let me say this, you know, when I did my first speaking engagement, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I just knew I had a message and I wanted people to be motivated and inspired. And, you know, to this day, you know, I remember that day so clearly. I remember being on the way to the speaking engagement. It was in Chicago. And I was talking to the cab driver, and he probably thought I was crazy because I cried all the way Mm. there because I'm like, oh, my gosh, is this it? Is this the direction that I'm about to go in? And, you know, one thing, and the other side of that was that there was just more of an opportunity for speakers in that particular field versus poetry slammers, if that makes any sense. So, you know, I kind of jumped on the opportunity. And even through my poetry, it was all about being inspired and being motivated. But then I saw an opportunity to, you know, step into motivational speaking. You know, you couldn't have told me 20 years ago that what I do full time, and you couldn't have told me that I was going to be doing this full time. You know, and I think that's the beautiful thing about life. Like if you're someone who's present 
in your life. You're present to everything that's happening in the moment, and you're not focused on your past, and you're not focused on shoulda, coulda, woulda. Like when you're present, you know, the universe will open up and say, hey, you should take a look at doing this. Because sometimes a lot of us, we kind of have it in our mind, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Because for me, it was going to be, I was going to be a poetry slammer and write poetry. But mm-hmm. then the universe said, hey, here's an opportunity, take it. And there was just a sense of fulfillment that when I got on that stage for the first time, I said, okay, this, 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 this is the juice right here. And I just right. really took that moment. So, you know, just for the um, person who asked the question, like, honestly, I didn't have a set, determined path. I just knew I had a passion, and I knew I wanted it to get out there. And so, and now you were handed this envelope uh, at the facility <laughs> you were living, you said? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. about a year ago, almost, it'll be a year in a couple of days, um, I was handed this envelope, you know, the groundskeeper, he said, you know what this is, man, don't you? And I said, yeah, I know what it is. And um, I didn't open the envelope right away because I knew it was the um, eviction notice. I was about three months behind on my rent. Um, and literally a day after that, my lights were cut off. Um a few days after that, uh, my phone was on the verge of being cut off, and I was freaking out because, you know, I had taken this big leap of faith of doing the speaking full time. And mind you, I had been in the industry for about seven years then. You know, right. and a lot of people knew me, but, you know, people had either hired me and they're like, oh, well, we don't hire the same speakers within the following year or things like that. So, you know, I was kind of freaking out. And, you know, this is just, I really believe it was me being tested, you know, by the universe. You know, we have those moments in life where you're tested to see how bad you really want something. And, mm. you know, I'll just be real. You know, if you, I moved to Atlanta to do speaking and writing full time. I've been here a little bit over four years now. So the first year I moved here, first couple of months it wasn't happening. And I, you know, went to a nine to five. Now, I don't, you know, think anything is wrong with that. But there came a point in time for me, and that was last year, where I'm like, you know what? Stop getting on the stage telling people that they can have their dream life and you're not living your own because when you do that, you're being such a big-ass fraud. Like, you're being a fraud. And it got to a point where I would get on stage, and, like, I felt like the words that were coming out of my mouth was just straight-up lies. Wow. I'm telling him, oh, telling them, hey, you can have the life that you want. You can live the life that you want. And so now here it is, you know, three months behind on rent, um, lights off, it's hot and humid in Atlanta. Uh, <laughs> right. don't really have any food in the house. Like the food that I did have were ramen noodles, but if my electricity was off, I couldn't even cook it or use my microwave. And so I'm sitting here like it's, is this what it really boils down to? Is this how it really happens? And um, I just remember saying, you know what, I'm not going to give up. I'm, I, 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 I can't. I can't. I've, I've, I've started and stopped, started and stopped, started and stopped so many times. I'm not going to give up. And mm-hmm. I remember making a phone call to an organization in New Mexico, and it was one of my last resorts. 
you know, and I called her and I said, hi, my name is Art Jackson. You know, I'm a, a teen leadership specialist and speaker. I love the opportunity to speak at your state conference. And she says to me, oh, I'm sorry, we've already hired our speaker for next year, so sorry. And mm. I just remember that being the last call and saying, who am I going to move with? Where am I going to go? Right. You know, it, do I have to go back home? And uh, that was on a Monday. And literally uh, Tuesday, I was uh, getting ready to walk into a meeting with someone, and I got a phone call from an odd number. And, you know, I pick up the phone, good afternoon, this is Arik. Hi, Arik, my name is Mary. You called me yesterday. And I said, oh, hey, Mary, how are you? You know, and I'm not expecting anything from her. And she says, mm-hmm. look, you caught me in the in the moment of just uh, I was in the middle of something. I'm sorry I was so short with you. And I, I know I told you we've hired our speaker for the state conference, but you know what? I wasn't even thinking. We're looking for someone to speak for our fall leadership conference. Mm. which was happening, like, in a few months. And I said, oh, no problem. You know, I was like, oh, great. Right. You know, so <laughs> how, you know, I'm like, what day is it? She said, well, that's the thing. It's actually a five-day engagement. You'll be speaking in five cities in New wow. Mexico. All right. And so long story short about that, I remember just my mouth dropping, and literally by the time I hung up with the phone, I had closed my largest contract in the history of my career, it was a um, it was a five figure contract from that right. particular um, that you know instance, and then yeah. it was amazing because right around that I had six other engagements. So literally, I was on the road for two and a half weeks, and in those two and a half weeks, I spoke in uh, ten cities. Wow! So. so- for, for for those who are just tuning in, you're listening to The Universal Mind with Roderick Watkins. My guest tonight is Arik Jackson, motivational speaker and author. The studio lines are open to call in 347-826-7520. So, Arik, let's talk more about the speaking the speaking process. I mean, how, how, how does it work? I mean, you know, every motivational we hear the term motivational speaker, but every motivational speaker isn't speaking about the same thing. How do you mm-hmm. do your booking? Are you are you private? Do you work with an organization? Uh, I know for my background, um, I did a, I've done some private contracts, but most of my speaking was arranged. I was working uh, independently with Fred Pryor, and so they arranged a lot of the uh, speaking gigs that I did. Of course, mm-hmm. since I was uh, talking about their material, but how how how, how does it work, uh, or how are you? How does it work in in general? Well, let let me say this for those who are have considered becoming a motivational speaker, have you know courted the idea of it. It's not as difficult uh, as it may seem. You know, does it take some work? Yes. Um, it's simple and it's not easy, if that makes any mm-hmm. sense. So, you know, first of all, I tell people, you know, have a passion and have a story. Um, one of the things that I've noticed, especially in the last few years, which actually has worked to my advantage, there are so many people on the market um, who have such a canned story. 
um, they'll get up and tell an inspirational moment about somebody else's life or about something that somebody else went through, but they don't open up about their own story or about what they did. And listen, I'm I'm guilty of it. You know, for the first five years of my speaking, you know, I was saying, don't be scared, be motivated, have a great life. But it really wasn't Arik. I was trying to be another Les Brown, you know, mm. and I was afraid to be Arik because who who is Arik? Who knows Arik? And um, I'll never forget, you know, when it shifted for me, I was speaking at a freshman orientation, 500 freshmen. They had a point to prove. They were heckling me and everything. Like, it was like though I was ready to literally walk off the stage. And yeah. I just got to a point. I said, look, y'all, I know y'all got a point to prove. And then I turned around and shared a story, you know, and, you know, if your audience, you know, wants to hear about the story because I definitely want to watch the time, uh, you know, mm-hmm. just have them reach out to you. You'll give them my information or whatever. But I told the story about how a moment with my dad literally impacted my entire life. And it was like a five-minute story, and it was very authentic. I was very vulnerable. Um, I think it was the first time where I just kind of just opened my real life up and literally that audience, the 500 students, went from being rowdy and crazy to literally you heard a pin drop in the auditorium. So after I was done, I had a line of about 50 students, half of them crying, saying thank you so much mm. for sharing that. And it was then, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's moments like that where, you know, the world where the universe will tell you, okay, this is what's working for you. And that was one of those moments for me. It was like, let me tell my own stories, and they don't always have to be all good. Great. Like everything doesn't right. always have to be so hunky dory. And um, right. so, for those who are considering, if you have a story, if you've been through something, I don't care if you know you crossed the street and somebody drove past you, they honked their horn, and it made you feel some kind of way. That's a story, you know. It's important <laughs> to you. You know, I mean, seriously, but, you know, one of the biggest things that will hold people from getting back into this um, field is, number one, they'll say, well, what do I talk about? You Mm -hmm. know, and my answer to that is, what do you love? What inspires you? What motivates you? What has you, you know, when you get ticked off, what has you stayed strong? What, What is that? Because it's in that that you can share with people that'll make a difference for them. So... Um, wow. And with that, that, no, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, continue. Finish up real quick. Oh, and um, you know, so I mean, if you if you're passionate about something and you have a story to tell, I mean, there's a lot of people who I know, um, especially I've worked with uh, and I work with new speakers who they're like, well, I don't know what to talk about, and I'll say, tell me what happened as you grew up, and by the time they tell me about, like, five years of their life, I'm like, you do realize you have ten solid stories right there, and people need to hear that. <laughs> no, right. I mean, seriously, like, you know, for those who are who are in the industry or looking to be in the industry, one of my biggest coaching advices, and this is what I tell, like, <laughs> some of my clients who pay me thousands of dollars, but I'll give it to your audience tonight, the audience is not looking for somebody perfect. They don't want somebody perfect. If you want an audience to tune you out real quick, get up there, 
act like you know everything and act like every hair is in order and they'll shut you out. But if you get up there, listen, I have literally gotten on stage. I've stumbled over my own feet. I've even twi- I've twisted my ankle three times on stage and twisted my knee twice on stage. And, you know, it's like the more of a mess that I am, the more people relate to me. Because, you know, when you get on that stage, I'm sorry, go ahead. So we have a caller right now. We have a caller. Awesome. Hello, Hello, caller. Welcome to the Universal Mind with Roderick Watkins and guest Eric Jackson. What's your question? What's up, Roderick? Oh, JL. Mr. JL King, everybody. One of the hottest authors out there. The hottest author, the most successful speaker, et cetera, et cetera. It could go on and on. But we're not, I did not call to talk about me. I called because I wanted to personally tell your missing audience that AJ and I go way back, probably way almost back. 10 years. And I remember the young brother that I was at the point where I was blowing up and everybody was on me and I was a superstar and I lived in Chicago and I was all that in the bag of chips and I thought <laughs> I was. And I forgot how AJ and I met. But I remember when I first met the young brother, he still had he had that eye of the tiger and he was determined when he was just some young kid, always well-dressed, always had a vest on, always tight. But he was still just finding himself, and again, I don't, I don't remember how we met. And he didn't really bug me. He wasn't, you know, jocking me. He, he, he admired me and knew what I, who I was and what I was becoming. But I remember talking to him about his journey and becoming an author and and speaking life into his career. And over the years, even though I had not talked to AJ when he was in Atlanta, I had not talked to him, I had not even seen him. But I've kind of followed him a little bit. And I wanted to call just to tell him that I am so proud of you to see that you hung in there, bruh. You made it happen. You didn't let anybody turn you around. And, you know, you're not going way back. We go, we go way back. Right. And you did it, man. And I just want you to know, as I have watched you on Facebook and heard about certain things you've done, I just want you to know, bruh, that I am so happy and so proud of you. And all these years, you have stayed on course. You have followed your dreams. And I think the best is still yet to come for you, bro. Wow. I, I'm, I'm like, ready to drop the phone right now. And you know what, uh, JL, it's so funny because, you know, the first speech that I had given uh, was right around the time that you and I had met. And I, I do remember being like, oh, my God, he's been on Oprah, you know, and <laughs> – I mean, seriously, but one thing I do remember about our connection, you know, you don't have a lot of people, and this is this is just calling a thing a thing. You don't have a lot of people who genuinely see the greatness in you and mm-hmm. is willing to take a chance on you and pull it out. And, you know, J.L., I just have to give you mad props for that because, you know, I, I know you're saying congratulations on my success, but I want you to really get that part of the success came from you even putting me yeah. out there because, before you, you know, I, you know, and I, we did some, like, facilitating work and everything, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, my God, that takes me back to the workshop that we did. <laughs> oh my God. Right, right. But, um, you know, and for anybody who's listening, like, when you have somebody who is genuinely and authentically interested in when you say, look, I have a dream, and they sit back 
and they listen to it. They're not trying to exploit it. They're not trying to, you know, dog you out or they're not trying to, you know, get with you or anything like that. It's something, it's, it's sacred. You know, it's it's a very yeah. sacred moment, you know. So just you, thank you, you know. But you, you were such a, you were like a sponge. You know, you were young, yeah. you know, we in Chicago. You knew then, 10 years ago, eight, nine years ago, you knew then who you wanted to be. And you stayed mm-hmm. on that course, you know, against all the odds, against all the ups and downs, against all the stuff you went through, you stayed on the course. Yeah. And I don't know too many brothers, and I have met thousands over my course of my journey, and you're one of the few who spoke it, believed it, saw it, and made it happen. So, again, high five to you, bro. Continue. I think you're only at the beginning of some great things. And I have started to reach out to you several times over the years. And I said, no, I'm not going to. I'm going to let this brother do it on his own. And you have, bro. So, again, congratulations. Thanks for calling in, JL. I really appreciate that as well, uh, you doing that, sir. Always good hearing from you. Hey, AJ, give my number for Rob. Let's get together to have lunch soon, okay? Awesome. Oh, I got like a big smile on my face. Man. And it's sure, funny because sure. I'm actually going back to Chicago this week for a tour. So, fine. Oh, cool. Yeah, D- JL has definitely uh, been an inspiration. I, I think, you know, a lot of people know him for his book uh, on the down low, uh, but to know the actual person it has it, really been a pleasure, and uh, I, I I could say that same thing uh, that you said as well, Arik, about, you know, in, in our community, I hear there's a lot of disparity about people pulling back or reaching back, but this brother really does look out and, and try to uh, motivate the younger writers and uh, younger authors, and, and, and so um, I really appreciate him calling in as well. Wow. Uh, so, so to continue. Mm-hmm. Now, do you do your own booking, or how do you, you know, how do you decide? You know, I do. I do my own booking, and how mm-hmm. do I choose? Honestly, <laughs> um, or, or where do you? How do you know? Are there sites that you use? How do you know how to book a, a job? How how does booking work? Well, first of all, let me say this. You know, um, being an entrepreneur, you're a salesman 24-7, 365, you know. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I, I I didn't consider myself the best salesman, you know. Mm. But then it came through investing in my craft. Like, you know, I actually, you know, spent money. Um, and sometimes it wasn't always money, um, but I invested in you know, honing in on my craft. I invested in how can I tell stories. I invested time. You know, a lot of people look at me, they see me on stage, they're like, oh, my God, like, you're so great. And I'm like, if you only know the preparation, like, tomorrow I have, like, time blocked out. I'm actually going to be standing in the mirror delivering my speech. Um, You know, so there's an investment. But how I find my people, first of all, let me say this. When I initially started speaking, I just knew I wanted to speak to young people. I just knew because it's, you know, Roderick, listen, I open up all my speeches with a hip-hop dance, you know, which is (laughs) what led to those three twisted ankles and two jacked-up knees. You know what I'm saying? But um, (laughs) I just, I love that connection. 
Um, and I've always felt like, you know, especially teens, they are the misunderstood. Like a lot of people will give up on them, and I'm like, no, mm-hmm. that is like the prime time to make a difference. So, you know, I knew I wanted to make a difference with youth. <clears throat> so I made some mistakes that a lot of entrepreneurs make, um, and I tried to speak to everybody. Like if you looked like you was 14 years old but you were 38, I was trying to talk to you on the corner or, you know, I was <laughs> I was speaking at babysitting conferences and stuff like that. It just, you know, wasn't, well, I mean, and I'm just going to keep it real. So you I'm, have to you definitely know, find your niche. You have to find well, a niche. you know what? You have to find your niche, but sometimes here's what I think a lot of people miss out on. Yes, you can do the work to find your niche, but sometimes your niche will find you. you. Okay. And that is literally what happened to me because I was trying to speak at schools and different events, but then I started noticing that a lot of student council uh, events, leadership events, they started reaching out to me. And I'm like, huh, and I really started looking at that. And so then, you know, I asked the people, I'm like, well, how did you hear about me? You know, and, and here's the other thing that I have to say just real quick. You know, when your niche finds you and you answer the call, there's this beautiful thing called referral and word of mouth. People mm. will start to talk and sing your praises because, you know, literally I would have people call me and uh, principals call me and say, look, I don't know you. I've never heard of you. But my students just came back from a leadership conference, and they said, we had to have you at our school. Are you available in a couple of months? You know, wow, that's so, great. You know, the niche will find you when you answer that call you know, you'll get a lot of word of mouth. Now, with me doing this full time, yes, I've done the groundwork. I've gotten online, and I'll look for, like, leadership conferences, leadership events, you know. And the thing that's beautiful about your niche is if you really honed in on your niche, you'll realize that there's more opportunities than you realize. Because mm-hmm. initially when I started with uh, student leadership, you know, which – that ended up opening the door. I thought it was just, you know, one type of leadership, but it went to student councils, uh, Future Business Leaders of America. I've been on that stage. I recently did a state conference in front of 4,000 people at the Missouri DECA conference. Um, I mean, just all these different conferences started to open up. And then I started having teachers say, well, I love what you did with my kids. Can we bring you in for our teacher's advisor, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, sure. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Do, do do you need to have a book? Yes. All right. And let me say why. Um, okay. There are a lot of speakers out there, a lot. Mm-hmm. And being a speaker, it has a certain celebrity status. However, if you come to the table with a book, it's kind of like this unspoken thing where people are like, oh, well, you have more credibility because you actually got a book done. Um, and, you know, a lot of people think that it has to be like this, you know, and I'm not sure JL can attest to this as well. A lot of people think that, you know, the book has to be this 4,256-page book, and it really doesn't. And here's the thing. If you're passionate about something, if you put that into words, put it into a couple of chapters, it will make a difference. But there's something unsaid in the speaking community, um, I have always won. When it came down to two different speakers, I have mm-hmm. always won the contract 
because, number one, I have more credibility because I say I have a book or actually I have five books right now. Um, and then what has also won me more contracts is, mm-hmm. you know, uh, someone say, well, you know, this speaker is only 3000 you know, for an hour-long speech. You're asking for 3500 And, you know, we just can't see, you know, we really can't make up the difference. And then I could turn around and say, you know, I totally get that, but what you should know that when you hire me, a hundred of your students will get a free copy of my book, and I'll stay around and I'll sign and take pictures and do autographs. And they're like, "Oh, we'll pay the thirty-five hundred. So it's a leveraging tool. No, I mean it's Great. it's a leveraging tool. So yeah, yes. You, so, for those speakers out there, yes, you have to have a book. So we're short on time here, and I want to make sure that people know how to get in contact with you. And I think you're you have a gift uh, for our people listening as well. So do you want to give all your social media information and tell them how they can get get uh, your free gift? Awesome. Um, okay, so uh, the gift that I have is one of the books. It's called uh, 51 Secrets to Being an Extraordinary Leader. Um, it's actually a quick read. Um, you know, sometimes people like a quick read. It's literally 51 Secrets. Uh, it's an ebook available to you, and uh, you can either reach out to uh, Loudmouth and Roderick, uh, get yeah. that information, or if you'd like to hit me up on my Facebook, I'm facebook.com forward slash Arik, A-R-I-C dot J dot Jackson. That's my Facebook page. You can also visit my website at www.aric, A-R-I-C, speaks. Com. And if you have any additional questions, uh, if you're someone who's interested in getting into speaking, if you're someone who's looking to know, you know, what should I do, how do I find my story, I have no problem uh, helping point people in the right direction. That's my way of giving back. And you can always email me at Aric, which is A-R-I-C at com. And either of those venues, you can reach out to get a copy of the free book as well. We'll get that what about Twitter? Here. Do you have a Twitter address? Oh, I do. It is I am Arik Jackson. So I A M A R I C Jackson. That is my right. Twitter handle. Yes. Thank you so much, Arik. Really appreciate having you on. A great show of this evening. Uh, you got away sir. so you're... quick. See, that's what happens uh, when you get motivational speakers on. You know, time just gets away. You know. Right, we could we could carry a whole show without with, with by ourselves, huh? <laughs> but that, that's the thing. No, I really it was a pleasure having you on tonight, and and thank you for sharing your secrets with us, and also th- uh, thank you uh, for the gift as well. I just want to remind the audiences that you're listening to the Universal Mind with Roderick Watkins. We're live every Monday night at eight p.m. and also please uh, join us tomorrow evening for. Jazzy Jones, uh, Bear uh, Bear Truce, Sex, Life, and Flowers. And don't forget to join us on Thursday nights with J.L. King, uh, Night Talk. And, oh, yeah, we have a new show that our producer uh, just put out, uh, Sonny. And uh, so just tune in. You can look at online at uh, loudmouthradio.com, and you will see all the shows there. Again, we'd like to thank our guest, our guest, Arik Jackson, for joining, and like to thank you for listening. Have a good evening, and for all of you, please remember 
that uh, to be as much as we can be, we must always dream of being more. Good night.
Da-da-da. 